Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. Christmas is in the air, and Michael, how are you today? Well, nothing says Christmas like flying bullets, people jumping off buildings, explosions. Beautiful. I'm ready. Or does it? <laughs> because today we are on our second annual Is This a Christmas Movie? And today we are going to consider a little work called Lethal Weapon, directed by Richard Donner. Richard, known for the old Superman series, one uh, and two. We had him last week, Scrooged. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's a tip-off that he is the Christmas director, but then again, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would potentially tip the hand that this is not a Christmas movie, and we're going to be addressing this throughout the podcast today, is its release date. Released on March that does make a big 6, difference. 1987. Typically, Christmas movies are not released in March. All right. Just saying. So keeping this in the same vein, because last time we did Die Hard. When was Die Hard released? Hold on. I didn't check it. I'm looking now. Uh-oh. He didn't go in the Wayback didn't Machine go. I wasn't in preparation. Ready. Uh, it was released July 20th. Uh, Yet... I think the consensus was Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Well, so Die Hard is careful. a Christmas movie. We yeah. have made that conclusion. However, July is still the well, dead of summer. That's not a Christmas movie time. Well, I mean, come on. They didn't release Elf in July or March. No. They they didn't release a Santa Claus in July or March. So maybe that is not a determining factor. I don't know. It's well, going to be interesting. I, I'm going to go on a limb right now and say if... They feel Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. We're going to convince them Lethal Weapon is too. If they didn't, uh, they got no, no uh, chance. I don't know. We're going to see. Now, the budget for this movie was $15 million. Nice budget. And the box office uh, wasn't bad either. Pretty good. I got $120.2 million on World the box. Yep. Now, I would tell you the probably a lot of the budget, not just the star power in it, but... Let's face it, there's a lot of pyrotechnics, a lot of explosions. Oh, yeah. A lot of things going boom. A lot of go boom. A lot of boom in this movie. Helicopters. Uh, oh, yeah. Helicopters, Big cars, box. buildings, you name it. It's good stuff. Uh, let's talk about the cast. Now, the lead, Martin Riggs. I, uh, I think we need a disclaimer on this one, and it's not for um, spoilers. Yeah. This is an R movie. This, this does is. contain a little nudity, a little bit of language. Mm -hmm. uh, do, uh, if you get a chance, watch this on TV with kids, young people. It's probably better. TV now, version. This is 1987 R rating, which means in the year 2021, it's probably PG. PG-13. I don't even well, know if it's 13. You know, it comes down to the F-bombs. Remember, PG-13, they're allowed one. I the, think we heard that word more than once. So this is still uh, R today. Uh, okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Let's unpack this. F-bomb determination. So the late lead character, Martin Riggs, played by Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, who we know from movies like Braveheart, 
uh, The Patriot, The Expendables 3. And we're going to do The Expendables one of these days. One of these days. Uh, Maverick. Uh Mutiny on the Bounty. That is a good movie. It's another one we should do one of these days on Christ Culture and Cinema. Probably most known for, besides his erratic behavior, because he is somewhat He's of an erratic crazy. guy. Uh, let's not forget, he did do The Passion of the Christ. He did. He yeah. did. I'm, I'm a big Braveheart Patriot fan. You mm-hmm. know, loved it. Love those kind of movies. A little bit of a Mad Max guy, but but he's yeah. he's been in the comedies. We got the What Woman Want. He was yeah. just in Daddy's Home too, so yeah. he, he showing a little bit of uh, his stretch, little diversity, little diversity, little diversity. Yeah. Now playing his partner Roger Martaw, uh, played by Danny Glover. Uh, Danny Glover's kind of all over the place and shows up in odd yeah. movies such as Twenty Twelve, uh, Come Sunday. Here's one that we probably won't be doing on Christ Culture and Cinema, Dirty Grandpa. Probably. I, I haven't seen that one. Not not really excited. But, no. But I'll tell you what. I loved him in Color Purple. Yeah, very And then good. I read that's where he was first seen as a possibility for this. Yeah. This is working in Color Purple. Yeah. I mean, hated his character. You know how that is. Yeah, but he was sure. good in it. But he was also excellent in Dream Girls and mm-hmm. a movie that has come up now a couple of times here, Death at a Funeral. Mm. Which is a kind of a quirky, haven't seen it. Dark comedy, not a bad movie. Uh, don't forget the wonderful cinematic work he did on Predator Two. Oh yes, Predator Two, <laughs> without Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no Schwarzenegger. Can't be good. Uh, not even sure yeah, I ever no, saw that one. No Jesse DeBody Ventura either. No. Uh, you know, might best, have been uh, governor of Minnesota by then. Best line in Predator One. I ain't got time to bleed. There I it knew. is. I knew you where, knew where going. I was going. I don't <laughs> You're bleeding. I don't have time, to bleed. time to bleed. It's a great it's line. A great, great. Uh, playing Joshua is Gary Busey, the crazy, uh, tumultuous Gary Busey. Uh, really made his he bones good. in the Buddy Holly story. Yep. Point good break. Uh, of course, anytime you have a Steve, you're in a Steven Seagal movie. Do you ever notice this? You, if you put Steven Seagal's name before the title of the movie, it makes sense. Steven Seagal is under siege. Under siege. Gary Busey is the bad guy in there. And an ode to uh, one of my favorite genres of movie, the shark movie. Oh, yeah. Sharknado 4. There you go. He also was in uh, Predator 2 with Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Again. And uh, let's not forget, we did a Star is Born here, but he was in the 1976 version yeah, he of was Star with, is Born. With Chris Christopherson yeah. and Barbara Streisand. A little bit of crossover. And and again, you mentioned uh, Seagal. What about Grissom? He was in The Firm. Oh, that's true. He's good. Very yeah. good. He's crazy in all those. But just, you know, if you ever see this, folks, just look up a Steven Seagal movie. You can put his name in front and... Steven, is Steven Seagal, Seagal is under siege. No. Steven Seagal is marked for death. And so it's really kind of funny how that, that worked out. That's pretty funny. It is. Uh, playing the general is Mitchell Ryan. And we know Mitchell from Gross Point Blank. Liar, mm-hmm. liar. He's about, great in that. How about this one? Halloween, Curse of Michael Myers. Haven't seen it. Yeah, me either. I'll pass on that one. Uh, Ed. 
Mm. Like Dead, love Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, he's a smaller part. Of course, it's a Matthew McConaughey movie. But. Right. He is in that. Good I stuff. forgot about he's that. Sure you go. How about uh, Michael Hunsaker, played by Tom Atkins? Here we go. A little crossover. Halloween 2. He's got a lot of uh, horror movies. Yeah, it's kind of a Two, genre. Three, Night of the Creeps. Yeah, The Fog. Yeah. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, not uh, not one we're gonna watch uh, or do on Christ Culture and Cinema. Or watch I don't think we'll time. be doing that for Valentine's Day. Just saying, yeah. think we'll pass. Uh, playing Trish Martaw is Darlene Love. Now, what's fascinating is she is not really an actress. Now she'll be in. She's the wife. She's gonna Martaw's be in, wife. Yeah, she's gonna be in all these Lethal yeah. Weapon movies. All four. But she is really known as a performer singer. Uh, she does the um, uh, the music, the singing, in the new HBO Max release, The Many Saints of Newark. Um, she sings in that. She's a, uh, the vocalist for Christmas with the Cranks. She's been on Saturday Night Live. I mean, there's like 60, 70, 80 music credits to her uh, when you go looking her up. She's really a singer. Not oh, yeah. an actress. Yeah, it's all about the soundtracks on uh, IMDb. That you, makes sense. You bet. Now, playing uh, Rihanna Martaw is Tracy Wolf. Uh, and she's similar where she's in all four Lethal Weapons, but uh, you know, two episodes of The Cosby Show, yeah. Heat of the Night, an episode. Not a whole lot. She yeah. she pretty much has made a living on playing Murtaugh's daughter. That's it. And uh, that's about it for yeah. her. How about Amanda Hunsaker, played by Jackie Swanson? Now, where do we know her from? We come back to our boy, Woody Harrelson. We Cheers. Yeah. yeah. She was Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y. Yeah. Well, Kelly was that Missouri Synod Lutheran, and Woody was that uh, <laughs> That's a great scene. evangelical Lutheran. That's pretty oh, funny yeah. stuff there. Uh, but here's a movie I didn't realize she was in, but she plays one of the socialites. Excellent, excellent movie with Tom Hanks where he doesn't get lost or uh, distressed in travel. Charlie, Charlie Wilson's, Wilson's War. War. Yeah, that's a good great one. Great movie. Holy cow, is that a good yeah, movie? It's a good one. Uh, moving on, Nick Martaw, played by Damon Hines. Uh, here you go. I love this movie that he's in, The Adventures of Buckaroo. <laughs> I've not seen yeah. it. Have you seen it? Uh, I have not seen, yeah. Uh, Adventures of Buckaroo, Bonanza, Across the Eighth Dimension. That's yeah. quite a yeah. quite a mouthful. Quite a mouthful. I think we've got to check it out. It's probably, let's see, 6.4 out of 10 stars. Uh, not, a, not a real highly rated movie. Yeah, but we've done worse. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Guilty. Now, here's the interesting thing. He's in the movie Scrooged that we also just recently did. Yeah, he was the older brother. Yeah. That's right. So there you have it. Uh, and a couple of episodes of L.A. Law. Throw in the uh, the salt and pepper mix there, That's right? That's the way they do it. Now, Carrie Martaw, played by Ebony Smith, who, child actress in this, and vanished. I mean, really in nothing. A couple yeah. of TV credits, most notably... Xena Warrior Princess. How can you go wrong if you're in Xena Warrior Princess? Oh, she's uh, she's two years older or two years younger than me. Yeah, uh, really, just kid there and just didn't do a whole lot. Now, yeah. two more characters we'll throw in here. Dixie, played by uh, Lycia Naf. Uh, she was in Total Recall. Have you ever uh, the original Total Recall with Schwarzenegger? Great movie. Love that movie. Uh, the Equalizer. And here you go. A movie. 
that we're just going to have to check this one out. She was in Chopper Chicks in Zombie Land. Okay. <laughs> or Zombie Town. I'm sorry. Oh, Chopper Chicks man. in Zombie Town. Uh, never heard of it. I was I, hoping you were going to say her uh, character in Baywatch, but okay. We'll yeah, go no, Chopper no, Chicks. I think we're going to go Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. I have no idea. Something tells me that could be a Halloween offering next year. <laughs> Just saying. And then finally, the Beat Cop is played by Bill Kalmanson. Uh, we know Bill from Argo, uh, the Runestone, but he was in ER. I had totally forgotten he was in the old television yeah. show Ken. ER. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, little piece there as well. Let's talk about the movie. Now, the, the plot is fairly simple. Now, remember, we're trying to figure out, is this a Christmas movie or is it not? So, following the recent death of his wife, Martin Riggs, uh, who is a police officer in Los Angeles, oh, and by the way, a formal special forces soldier, uh, has become, let's just say, a little wild, a little erratic, and, well, probably suicidal. Uh, and despite protests of the police psychiatrist, the captain believes Riggs is face, uh, faking the psychosis to be forcibly retired, get a little pension out of the deal. Oh, yeah. So what do you do when you got a guy like that? You partner him with the... The, the vet. The, the rules keeper. Yeah. Roger Marta. Old guy. Rule keeper. He's going to straighten up this mess. Uh, but here's the problem. Marta begins to believe... Maybe he's a little nuts. Uh, we're found out again. The whole movie, like you and I talked about, it, it's going to center around Riggs's craziness. And if you go to movie clips, it shows a lot of those. Okay, for, right from the beginning, from him trying to bust up the uh, cocaine ring, where he's crazy. Yeah, uh, guy threatening to shoot him, and he wants. He starts yelling, "I'm shoot me, shoot me!" You yeah. know, to the, jumping off the roof with the guy. There's a great scene. It's uh, called "You Really Are Crazy," where. Murtaugh's upset after he brought the jumper down off the roof and basically tells him, go ahead, kill yourself. Gives him the gun, and he's going to do it. Oh, yeah. He, Murtaugh basically stops him from pulling the trigger because he's going to kill himself. And yeah, so, and, uh, no, by the way, throughout the movie, Riggs is carrying around with him a hollow point bullet to do the task. To do the task. That's what he's doing. Mm. But he says he loves the job. Yeah. The only reason he hasn't done it is his love for the job. Yeah. He loves taking down bad guys. He does. And did, uh, did we talk about what happened with his family yet? Why he's crazy? No, we don't jump right in. I mean, uh, his wife was killed. Yeah. And he's struggling. He's by himself. He's living in a trailer. You know, he's, let's face it, tough job. He's, he's the one that's dealing with all the danger. Right. And uh, he's kind of a loose cannon. Well, and now we have the intersecting point here, which is when uh, Martaw's, con uh, he's contacted by Michael Hunsaker. Uh, an old Vietnam vet buddy of his. Uh, and in that uh, connection, they're trying to cap, you know, basically rescue his daughter, Amanda. Amanda is now in a life that's just a mess. Drugs, prostitution, pornography, the whole thing. And Riggs and Marta are now going to try to rescue her, to to right the wrong of this of this man's life. And... What that does is it's churning up all these bad feelings in Riggs throughout the movie. I mean, kind of like the Vietnam veteran flashback, the, um, you know, let's face it, uh, the, the, the veterans that have seen combat 
coming back and, and dealing with the horrors of war in their own lives. So as this movie continues to unfold, um, we see that Riggs is is continually to act erratic. Meanwhile, Marta is trying to uh, define, basically define, is he crazy? Is he not crazy? And well, the pendulum finally swings over to the point of, oh, he's crazy. He's crazy. And uh, he's probably suicidal. Uh, have you ever dealt with anybody that's gone in that direction, Michael, in life? Well, uh, uh, yeah, uh, but not as uh, obvious. Mm -hmm. I mean, Riggs has the bullet. He tells you. He's, he basically does it. Uh, certainly when you're dealing with somebody who's dealing with depression and who, who's had those thoughts, it's uh, not quite as in your face. But, but yeah, they've, they've seen the struggles. I've actually had more people on the backside after doing well tell me about a time where they considered it yeah yeah, yeah very difficult you know i've i've uh <clears throat> i've i have spent some time visiting folks in uh hospitals designed to care for the person who might put themselves in harm's way mm. that's, that's, that's a very nice way to put it gentle way of yes. putting it and uh yes it's it is a very dark place right <clears throat> not not the not the institution but where the people are emotionally, intellectually, and the like. Uh, it's kind of a self-created prison. Right. And you're trying to bring light and hope in the midst of the darkness. And a lot of times that darkness is created by bad decisions in life, uh, things that didn't go the way they wanted it to. Like in the case of, of Riggs in this movie, uh, the murder of his wife. It right. has sent him down a path. Very dark path. That he, he just can't seem to get himself off of. And very similar, you know, in the Bible, uh, we run into this with, of all people, King David. Uh, it's in chapter 12. You know, David struggles with the death of his sons. I mean, he really, really is struggling with this. It sends him careening down a path of bad decision-making. He goes from, you know, I still remember the old uh, walk through the Bible. Did you ever do walk through the Bible? I did not. Basically memorize the entire Bible in a day. Oh, um, wow. Kind of the overview. All, Doesn't and, sound like very much fun to me. Yeah, it's a lot of work, let me tell you. Yeah. But it was, uh, they had hand gestures and, you know, uh, I, when you got to the kings, there was good king, bad king, so-so king. When you got to, you know, uh, David, Samuel, et cetera, Saul, uh, Samson, uh, where am I going here, uh, Anyway, uh, back to David. With, yeah, back to David. Well, with David, he's careening down this path, and things are not going right. He's making bad decisions for himself, for right. his family, for the for the children of Israel. This is all in Second Samuel chapter power does twelve. That. We've seen that when you get power, it can do that. It can get to your head and start making you think. I mean, we go right to him being on the roof. Shouldn't have been on the roof, David. Well, you know what's up there? Stop well, it. And just because you're in power. Doesn't mean you're impervious. Ooh, good word for the day. Oh boy, impervious to bad decision making, which is going to continue the trajectory of bad in your life. Right. And finally, he's confronted by the prophet. You know, Nathan yeah. calls him Nathan out. Nathan calls him out. Dude, what are you doing? Don't you know, steal the sheep from somebody who only has one. You're the man, and yeah. it, it brings me to Psalm 38, verse four. Uh, David confesses, for my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. 
My wounds, I love this, stink and fester (laughs) because of my foolishness. I am utterly bowed down and prostrate all the day I go about mourning. For my sides are filled with burning and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. Whoa, that's Riggs. Yeah, I mean, that's Riggs. And, And I know... Uh, I'm thinking back to a time in ministry, uh, a young man that I uh, that I served and assisted and walked with, and you know he got to that point when his when his girlfriend called me up and she goes, I can't find him, I can't find him, and uh, we tracked him down, <clears throat> and he was alone in a shopping center parking lot, and he was ready to do some bad stuff to himself, and getting him out of that car into the hands of medical professionals, psychological care, and spiritual care. Which is huge. That's purpose. all part of the the package. Uh, It was hard, hard ministry uh, to do. Now, as this movie unfolds, back to our lethal weapon, is it a Christmas movie? Now, we know that Things are going to go sideways. Things have to blow up. Of course, Marta's family has to get involved. Daughter has to get kidnapped. I mean, you're dealing with bad people who want to do bad things. And and as the movie continues down this trajectory, uh, what season do we happen to be in, Michael? Uh, For us, season two. Almost done. Well, not this season. I'm talking about what season of the year is the movie happening? Advent. It's Advent season. Oh, yeah. It's definitely December, isn't it? It's Advent. Yeah. Christmas lights everywhere. Christmas trees up. Christmas parties. Yeah. It's a big deal. Is it a Christmas movie? I think so. Well, let's see what happens here. So we know that Martaw and Riggs are going to win the day. They're going to rescue the daughter. They're going to vanquish the bad guy. Uh, And Martaw and Riggs survive the movie. Survive the battle. Now... How does this end? At least three more sequels. Well, here's my deal. At the end of the movie, Riggs goes out and he visits his wife's grave. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, what day is it? Christmas. It's Christmas Day. Yeah. And he goes over because Marta and the family invite Riggs over for... Christmas dinner. There it is. Because it's a Christmas movie. And Riggs gives to Marta a gift. A Single hollow point bullet. His. His. Single. Single hollow hollow point point bullet. Because. Hold this for me. He has decided that suicide is not the right answer. And uh, he no longer needs it. You mean suicide isn't painless? No. uh, No. A little ode to MASH MASH. and uh, the crew there. Yeah. He he chooses Mm. life. Now, what does that say to us today? Life matters. Life is important. Uh, God values every single life. And gives purpose, different purpose. Nobody is meant to do the same thing. You know, I, I think a lot now, when did we stop valuing what people have the ability to do instead of trying to make them do something they don't? Yeah. I, I think we spend way too much time trying to force somebody into the wrong hole. Yeah. You know? Well, and think about, you know, Riggs in the movie. Where did he derive joy, in a sense? 
was from the work. Doing what he does best. He really enjoyed yeah. the work. And it took a partnership with a crusty, old, follow-the-rules Martaw to get him back to a healthy mental, emotional, and I would dare say spiritual place. Yeah. He needs somebody to walk alongside him. Uh, and that's what we see somebody in the Bible. Somebody to value what he has to offer. That's right. I mean, when, when Rick's sitting there, he's lost the love of his life. He talks about the job is what he loves. Mm -hmm. And people were questioning the way he did the job, mm -hmm. including Murtaugh. Yeah. And Murtaugh had to recognize the brilliance and the talent for what he had right. to give value to Riggs, you know, which is sad because, you know, you and I talk with our, our not just our, our members, but even our young people all the time. Where does our value lie? The Lord made you. Mm -hmm. He made you for a reason. He made you the way you are. You might not like it, yeah. but you're made this way for a reason. What is it? What did he bless you with? What did he get? He has put everybody here with certain talents and abilities that others don't have. It's hard for young people to figure it out because it's not usually what they want or what they desire, what they value. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, that really does speak to this notion that it isn't about fame and glory. It isn't about money. Stature and looks. Like and David. stature. It's, it's ultimately about fulfilling purpose. Mm. And we can lose sight of that purpose real easy in today's worldly culture worldly things we yeah. really can and, we can and and if something tips it and, and in the case of Riggs in the movie what tipped it the the murder of his wife i mean it tipped yeah. it it sent him down an awful trajectory dark where nothing mattered anymore and, and we see this over and over and over again in society today where you know a lot of times i'll say this to my own son stop worrying about what's next enjoy what is present right and you know as as, as we move into this uh, closer and closer to christmas day it, it's real easy for us to say oh jesus is the reason for the season i, I always love well no kidding you know as yeah. christians we know that but there's a good portion of the world that does not God has gifted you not only salvation in Christ, but he's gifted you purpose in life as well. He's given you purpose. He's given you everything you need to, to realize that purpose. And sometimes you need somebody to come alongside to kick you in the butt or to Remind nudge me. you back into yep. your lane or uh, to drag you back in your lane, a la like uh, Marta and Riggs in this movie. Uh and, and to assist you, to bless you, to be there for you, to be a sounding board with you. Uh, and I think that's a real gift that we see in this movie. And Definitely. I don't think it's by any coincidence that in this story, the backdrop is, oh, by the way, at the end, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I don't really think it is. I think there is a sense of gift, and the gift is around that table in the relationships. Relational. Because Definitely. Riggs all of a sudden has family. Riggs has people who love and care about him. That he hasn't had. And he hasn't had that. And, and while you're going there, one final maybe push before you decide whether or not it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. So Mel Gibson and Bruce Willis were both up for Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. This is true. And in fact, uh, Mel Gibson decided to turn down, you know, to Die Hard and The Untouchables to mm. do Lethal Weapon. 
Uh, both both movies were produced by Joel Silver. Mm-hmm. And one little weird also holding these two Christmas movies together Uh-oh, we... is that... Uh, Revealing his hand. That's right. Die Hard with a Vengeance, mm-hmm. one of their sequels, was actually a Lethal Weapon sequel idea. The whole plot between the, the heist was mm. actually meant for a Lethal Weapon sequel and switched over to Die Hard with a Vengeance. So... Uh... Saying there's quite a, a quite a combination of these two movies being linked together. And interesting that that Die Hard with a Vengeance makes more sense as a Lethal Weapon movie than a Die Hard <laughs> yes, movie. If you go back and watch that, so let's let's come to our conclusion before we get to our question. No, let's do the question of the do day. The question first. of the day. So our question of the day would be this: You know, there are people right now in the world who need help, or you may be one of those people who needs help. Mm. If if you know somebody who needs help, how are you coming alongside? How are you going to be the Marta to Riggs? How are you going to walk with that person, especially in a time of year where depression is on the rise? Boy, big time. Where fear and anxiety abounds. How are you going to be that voice of calm? How are you going to be a Nathan to David? How are you going to be a Marta to Riggs? Now, if it's the reverse, who is going to walk with you? Yeah. Where where are you going to find that community? And and reach out. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know, the one thing I'll say this about the church that people miss all the time, and, you know, the pandemic has done this to us where, well, you know, I can watch church from the comfort of my home and uh, drink coffee and wear my slippers. Uh, True. Yeah, you can certainly do that. But what are you lacking is the community, the community of accountability, love and trust that surrounds you and you need those folks in your life. Boy, you need these and, people. And we understand that's what some people have. That's okay. We're yeah. not knocking that. Yeah. But not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But <laughs> nice <laughs> reference. That's a good one. That's good. But the fact is, people need to be with other people. Yeah. We're, we we're do. meant to be with other people. Yeah, we were meant to be in community. Mm. Jesus talks about where two or three are gathered. And guess what? When you're in that dark place, you need a couple. You mm-hmm. need some folks to to gather with so if you're in that place go find community you know reach out call call your local church get go. together watch a christmas movie like lethal weapon yeah you can well <laughs> having said that drum roll please and here it is we got the drum roll is lethal weapon a christmas movie or not michael what say you oh i definitely say yes michael goes yes and i will join you Although Ding. not a top tier Christmas movie like Die Hard, it is. Or it's a it's a one B Christmas Eve one week from today. We are gonna have the ultimate long time ultimate movie. Come on, yeah, let's talk about. So next time on Christ Culture and Cinema, we're gonna go into the way back machine. We're gonna go way into back. the Hollywood vault. We are gonna go with Danny Kaye. And Bing Crosby, because we're going to be dreaming of a white Christmas. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.